0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 477, and today I'm going to give you three steps to find hidden product opportunities in big markets, and I'm going to give you the drill-down method. This is where we are going to drill down into these bigger markets. Now, it doesn't really matter if you're just starting, this will help you. If you already have a brand, this will help you. Now, you might see a theme here or Recognize a theme over the past few episodes, I'm really trying to drill in to, uh, well, the, the drill down method, of course, but I'm really trying to drill into and really kind of get it set in your mindset how to think about markets, but then also how you can position products to certain markets. Because as we move forward here in the Amazon world, in e-commerce world, uh, we are going to have to start thinking, I think anyway, we're going to start thinking a little bit bigger as far as not just a product. We're going to have to think about products that can serve a market. And usually that lends itself really nicely to a brand, whether that brand is small, maybe three, four products, or maybe it's a larger brand that has 20 to 30 to 50 products. It's really up to you. But I think moving forward, number one, Amazon is already, we already know that Amazon is favoring brands, right? It's brand registry 2.0 at, as the time or at the time that I'm recording this. So we already know that they're putting more emphasis on brand registry and you need a trademark, you know, even to be considered for brand registry. And then they possibly will make it where hijackers won't be able to come on as easily, or maybe they'll even gate you. Uh, so, all of that stuff is kind of in the direction I feel that it's moving, so for us, if we're going to put in the work, we might as well figure out how to go out there and at least have three to five products that spread across a market, and what I really want to talk about here is how to actually do that, and I, it's funny. When I was going through this, I, I was going through kind of like preparing my notes, but then also figuring out what I was going to share with you as examples. And I started going through these examples, and this was done just for this episode, and I started to discover these these little pockets inside of these other markets, and you're going to be able to hear me kind of do that here because I have the results of that little deep dive that I did that I'm going to share with you, all right? So before we jump in, I did want to let you guys know or remind you guys about that 24-hour product discovery challenge that I announced probably about a week and a half now, I think, depending on when this airs, let's say a couple weeks to make it safe. But the 24 hour challenge that's going to live on. So if you want to do it like right now, I would say do that first. All right. Do that thing first, because that will help you discover products. And then it'll also help you discover markets because when we find products, they lead us to the market. All right, and that's really what I want you guys to be able to do on your own and kind of get yourself in this mindset of doing it. When you give someone a challenge, it's kind of like, well, we can do that. It's only 24 hours. Of course I can do that. That's what I did there in that 24-hour challenge, and it's really there. So this way here, you understand the process, but you do the process. So that's the 24-hour challenge. I would say definitely, definitely do that. That is episode 473, so theamazingseller.com forward slash 473, and that'll take you there. I'll also include it in the show notes to this episode, which is 477, so theamazingseller.com forward slash 477, all right? So let's talk about two things first before we dive into this little uh, this little drill-down method here that I want to share with you. Open brand versus brand focus. Let's talk about those for a second. You've heard us talk in the past, especially with my good friend Dom Sugar, in the open brand. Now, the open brand, I want you to kind of think of an open brand kind of like a hardware store approach, and what I mean by that is a hardware store doesn't necessarily sell specifically to one market, right, or one thing. It's kind of a barrage of things. It's It's got a lot of different things. It'll, you know... It'll have security systems. It'll also have, uh, you know, saws that you can buy. It'll also have blades that you can buy, but it'll also have a lawnmower. So you could say, well, yeah, they're focused around like, you know, the home uh, fixer upper or, you know, like parts for your home. It could be but it's still a lot of different products, right? A ton of different products. And you're not going in there because you're going to get your key made. Like in the old hardware stores, you'd go in there and you get a key made. And then you might get a box of screws on the way out or whatever, right? Like, or, or maybe at the counter, they'd have like jackknives that you could buy. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you go in there and there's a lot of different things that you could buy. It's not tailored towards one, you know, one person or one thing. Okay, it's, it's a barrage of different things. That's the open brand. Now, the brand focus is where you're serving a specific market. So, I've been using the fishing example lately quite a bit, and I'll use it again here today, by the way, uh, but think about that for a second. If you go into kind of like a hunting fishing store, it's really geared for one type of person, right, or one thing. Now, you could argue and say, well, it's hunting, but there's different types of hunting and there's different types of fishing. And you're right. And then we can we can actually niche down into those different areas, which I'll show you here in a minute. But you understand that when you're going in there, it's for that need or that thing, right? If you go in there and you're looking for tree stands, because you're a hunter uh, and you're going to be doing that For that season, well, you're going to go in there, you're going to see a whole bunch of those, but then you're also going to see all of the other accessories around that in there. If you're going in for fishing, you're going to see things around fishing. It's the same idea. Now you could argue and say, well, isn't like Dick's Sporting Goods kind of like an open brand? Well, kind of in the sporting world, but there's still focusing on sports. Right now, you could take it one level deeper, which we'll talk about here when you get started. You might want to do this is where maybe you carve out one part of that store and that's going to be your primary focus because they're Dick Sporting Goods, but they don't sell their own products. Right. So that's why they're kind of like that open brand in a sense, but they're catering towards the sports world. OK, for basketball, soccer, lacrosse, softball, you name it, golf, bowling, everything is in there. We could actually take parts of that open brand and create our own brand specifically for that one thing. Okay. That's what I like to do, but you could argue and say that that is kind of like an open brand, which it is same thing with a hardware store. It's kind of like for, you're going to fix, you know, you're going to fix your house or you have home repairs. It's a very similar thing. And we could then we could chunk it down or drill down and say, okay, we're going to cater towards plumbing. We're going to cater towards uh, decks in the backyard. We're going to cater uh, towards concrete work, like all of that stuff. So we could technically find all these sub markets inside of that open brand that they've created. So yes, Dix is like an open brand for sporting goods and, uh, you know, a hardware store or Home Depot or Lowe's is kind of like an open brand for the, uh, you know, do-it-yourselfer and home repairs, right? So you could do that. But when you're first starting, you don't want to be that wide. You want to go deep a little bit, but you want to go wide after you've gone deep, if that makes sense. But we're going to talk about that. So if it doesn't make sense, it's okay. All right. So again, we have open brand hardware store store approach or dick Sporting Good approach. Uh, and the the only thing I would say is with the open brand, what that allows you to do is it allows you to test different markets and different products without being confined to one uh, you know, one market. The problem with that is if you can't do small runs, then you're taking your budget and you're spreading it amongst, you know, all of these different markets. So it works, but it's going to be a slower road and you're going to have to throw a lot of mud at the wall and see what sticks. Um, cause nothing is going to really work well together. Cause I want to build a brand that can help sell, you know, my next product or vice versa. All right, so open brand, hardware store approach, brand focus, serving a specific market. That's what we're talking about, okay? So why I like brand focus, all right? Number one, it allows you to find multiple items to sell to one customer. It's so much easier to sell a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth to that same customer than having to go find another customer, even in that one market, but also this person over here bought a fidget spinner and this person over here bought a fishing rod. So we have two different like the fishing rod person probably isn't going to be interested in the fidget spinner. Just isn't going to be, okay? So you get the idea there. Number 2, building a brand and having that brand focus also allows you to go deep in a market but wide with specific products. And I'll demonstrate that here in a minute, all right? Number 3, it allows you to build assets. An example would be email list, web traffic, so if you have your own web traffic, social media channels, And education, and that education can be published on your blog or on a YouTube channel or any of that stuff. So all of that stuff are assets to me that could help really drive the brand. Number four, it allows you to find and launch products easier on Amazon or on your own e-commerce store. And the reason is, is because once you find the market that you're going to serve, then it's, you know, I mean, the next question is like, okay, well, what do they need next? Or what are they going to need in this process? Right. And then from there, we can go ahead and start to go wide with those products. And now that we have our assets that are there, our email list, our web traffic, our social media, all that stuff. Now we can drive sales to those platforms if we want to Amazon or our our own e-commerce or Shopify store or whatever. Okay. And number five, it allows you to build something you can sell in the future. And it's way more attractive than an open brand to an investor. So if you are selling or if you ever plan on selling, and who knows, you might not be thinking even of that right now, but trust me, as you start to build this thing and as it starts to kind of show that it's got some legs, you're going to want to have as many assets in that business as possible because when you go to sell it, it will be that much more attractive and you'll have, you'll number one, you'll be able to get more for it, but it'll also have a bigger or a wider selection of investors, okay? All right. So again just so I can kind of recap here on when to use an open brand really to launch small products or you know to be able to test a variety of markets if you're unsure I personally would like to have you go through the 24-hour challenge because that will allow you to flush out all these ideas. It'll show you how to lead to a market or how they will lead you to a market. And then from there, you can say, you know what, I see there's a lot of potential here. And oh, by the way, I really like this market because I'm interested in it. So why don't I just try to focus there and drill down a couple levels deeper where there's not a lot of competition, right? I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the top brand in the top part of the market i'm not trying to be you know uh the the fishing store that is you know the top one in in the area right i'm not trying to be that what i'm trying to do is carve out a little part of that market and then dominate that part of the market all right and it'll make more sense as i start to go through this process all right so like i said if you have not went through the 24-hour challenge that will be one of your action steps okay you want to do that that's episode 473. Go there, listen, and execute, okay? You are going to, number one, learn the process, but it's going to allow you to then see what I'm about to share with you here, and then you'll be able to drill down even further, all right? So let's dive in. Action step number one, finding the big markets, all right? We need to find the big markets. Those big markets can be exposed after you've done what I share with you in the 24-hour challenge, which is really like... Create your touch list. What's your passions? What's your hobbies? What are some struggles or problems that you've had? What are some repairs that you've had? What are things things that you're good at? Are you currently employed at a company that specializes in uh, I don't know? Uh, maybe you work for a chiropractor. Maybe uh, maybe you work for a dentist. Maybe you uh, maybe you work for a heating and cooling company. Like I don't know, but that is what you need to do in order to expose these markets. Okay. Once we find the big markets, okay, so an example would be like fishing, right? Then from there, we have to drill down into submarkets or niches or niches, depending on where you're from or how you say that. I say niches. All right, so example, hunting and fishing, okay? It's a big market. We know that, okay? And we can actually cut that in half if we want to. We can go just hunting and we can go just fishing. But let's just say that we went with both of those. We have bass, deep sea fishing right? Or, well, it's bass fishing. I should just say that. I didn't mean bass deep sea. I meant bass fishing. We have deep sea fishing. We have ice fishing. We have fly fishing. That's just a few off the top of my head, right? For hunting, we have archery. We have uh, hunting trips. So uh, like, let's say that you, you're going to go on this big excursion. Uh, I know uh, my wife's cousin, they go every year. I think they're like Colorado or somewhere. I forget where, but they go out out there and They might even, uh, I don't know, go elk hunting or something like that, or even, you know, bear hunting or something, right? So that's big excursions, right? Maybe that's the niche, okay? Um, You you can look at uh, different types of gear, uh, all of that stuff in the hunting and fishing space, okay? But you have to figure out the big market, and then you have to start to carve out a little part of that or drill down a little bit deeper, okay? Let's go into another example here. What about exercise? It's a big market, huge Okay, we can immediately create a smaller market in that big market by maybe going after women or men. Okay, you could go after both, but I would say probably pick one or the other to start. You can always expand later. So women, men, then we can talk about, okay, what's the next thing that we can drill down a little bit deeper? Weight loss. That's another one. Okay, or maybe we're going to go after muscle building. Okay, or maybe it's muscle building for 40 plus year old men. Okay, that's going to be that market that you're going to go after. All right. We could talk about cardio. We could talk about yoga. We could talk about cycling. We can talk about runners. We can talk about spin classes. Again, we can we can go really, really deep, even just by segmenting and going into over 40 or over 50. That's a whole nother sub 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 market. And it could be exercise uh, for muscle building uh, for over 50 year olds. And that could be what you're going to go after. And then you would say, okay, well, what's the thing there that, that they need? Well, they are going to need, uh, you know, dumbbells. Uh, you're not going to sell dumbbells maybe, but you're going to have these straps or maybe you're going to sell uh, maybe at that age too, because we get a little bit older, right? We need, uh, we need certain, uh, uh, you know, braces or, uh, maybe sleeves or compression or whatever. I don't know. Okay. I'm not in that market, so I don't know, but you see where I'm going with it, right? We started with exercise, which is huge. And then we just started to kind of get our little sub market there. And then we can kind of tailor everything to that. All right. And that's where we can start to focus our energy. Um, Playing music, piano, guitar, bass, drums, orchestra, right? And that's just a few. I mean, there's a whole bunch more if we kind of keep drilling into that, right? But that's another big market. So if you're into piano, you're going to be all about the piano stuff, right? If you're into guitar, it's going to be all about the guitar stuff. Now, eventually, yes, you could have... That, uh, that brand that introduces piano now, or, you know, drums. Yes, you could, but to start, you want to pick one, especially if you have one that you can figure out if there's a way that you can make yourself different, or if you have an expertise in it, or if you know someone that is all right. So that's, again, another way to find a big market. And then from there, uh, drilling down deeper. All right. One more, or actually I got two more examples outdoors. Okay, so we could kind of say outdoors is kind of similar to hunting and fishing, but let's let's just say it's outdoors and we're talking about hiking and biking and camping and rock climbing and skiing and boating and water skiing and wakeboarding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? Like I can keep going with all of those different activities, okay, that come along with those things in the outdoorsy type of market, okay? Another quick one, Pets. We all know everyone's got pets. I have a dog. I love him so much. I'll do anything for him. And, you know, there's things that I need to buy for him, whether he has a problem, which he had back surgery not that long ago. You guys heard the story on that. Those of you that are longtime listeners, you know, he had a major, uh, you know, ruptured disc in his neck. So that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, from there, we we might have to get a certain set of stairs that get him, you know, so this way here, he doesn't have to jump off of things. And like, so all those things weren't in my life a year ago, but they are now, again, going back to the 24-hour challenge, that's what we do in that 24-hour challenge, we, we kind of figure out some of these things that are happening that we're not even aware of, or that we could drill into, all right, so pets, like I said, we can we can carve out uh, markets just by going into a, uh, a specific animal, so dogs, we've got cats, right, then from there, we can say, okay, well, let's say we got dogs, let's maybe then niche it down and go into uh, pugs, Or maybe we go Rottweiler or, you know, so you see what I'm saying, right? So now we've customized it even a little bit further or niched it down, uh, drilled it down a little bit deeper below just pets, just, you know, one, one level, you know, below dogs. So now we've got a specific breed. Well, now in that breed, we might have certain things that those breeds need. Okay. Or things that they, that their owners are going to use versus a pug owner. Okay. So again, dogs, cats. We've just did that. Now we've went down a little bit deeper inside of that. Now we can also talk about types of training. We can talk about trainers. Maybe you're a dog trainer. Maybe you're, maybe you're just an animal trainer in general, right? You've got a ton of information that you can share in your brand, bringing awareness to it. And you also know what that market needs. All right. Now, if you're not a trainer and you wanted to still go into that space because you have an interest in it or you think it would be a good a good brand to build or you know someone that's a trainer or, or whatever, well, then that would be, uh, you know, a great opportunity for you to tap into that because now you can say, well, wait a minute, what does a trainer need or what does the trainer recommend to their customers, right? There's certain training devices, all of that stuff, right? We also have pet problems. Maybe there's now all of a sudden, right? We have a dog, we have a Rottweiler. And let's just say that that uh, the, you know, the problem with that dog is uh, you don't want the dog to bite someone. And I'm not saying that Rottweilers are going to bite you, but I've got a, a friend of mine that had uh, a ton of Rottweilers and they were great dogs with us, but they are scary. Um, but uh, maybe there's a certain, uh, you know, Thing that you have to put over their mouth when you go out because you don't want that even being a possibility, even though you know how trained they are. I don't know. Like maybe that's something you need. Maybe it's not. Maybe as a trainer, you would recommend that. Uh, so you see what I'm saying? Or pet problems could be like cat, uh, you know, peeing in the house. There's these different things that you could buy to help you train the cat to uh, to go in a litter box or whatever, or in a certain area. All of that stuff. And. Some of the stuff I have no idea what I'm talking about and you can tell that, but you get what I'm saying, right? We just got to keep drilling down deeper and deeper and deeper. Don't just look at the pet collar like that's that's standard. It's generic and everyone's going to do that, right? And also figure out where you can then build out products inside of that market, not just one off products, right? You should be able to bang off three to five different product ideas pretty easily. All right, but. The idea is to look at the market as a whole and drill down to find less competition in a smaller part of the market. Okay. So let me just say that one more time. So this way here, you can get a visual of this. Okay. The idea is to look at the market as a whole. You can't see me right now, but I'm doing it as a whole. I'm like putting up my hand, like a whole market. Okay. Look at it that way and then drill down to find less competition by going into those submarkets or even sub sub markets and find a smaller part of that market that you can go in and then you can create a brand in there. And that doesn't mean that later you can't grow the brand to be a little bit, you know, more across the board. So now you might start with, you know, your your uh, pet brand for dogs being around Rottweilers and then from there you're going to add pugs and then from there you're going to add you've got a, a a bunch of different breeds you can add later, right? Which is great because that means you can grow, all right? So that's that's what I mean there. So again, another little example would be like fishing and then bass fishing, and then kayak bass fishing. So see, we went fishing. Actually, so you could have went like you know fishing and outdoors, right? And then you would say, okay, well let's just go fishing. And then from there, that's a big one. Now we go bass fishing. We've just narrowed it down. And then we went kayak bass fishing. That's a whole. So now that that's a sub market of bass fishing, which by the way I didn't even know that existed until I was doing this exercise for our private label classroom one weekend, and we stumbled on kayak bass fishing, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, there's a whole market there. They do tournaments, everything. All right. So that's pretty much what we are, what we're looking at there. So that's really step one is find the big markets and start to see where there are sub markets inside of that market. All right. So that's step one, action. Step one, find the big markets and find those sub markets or sub 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 markets inside of that big market. All right. So that's action. Step number one, Okay, action step number two, and this is something that you might not have heard before, and I'm going to give it to you right now, and I did this as an example. I'm going to give you what I came up with, by the way. Go to Google. Don't even go to Amazon yet. Go to Google and search for whatever you're looking for. In my case here, I did an example that I was doing before I got on here for kayak fishing. Okay, so I just typed in kayak fishing. I didn't even do kayak bass fishing. I just did kayak fishing, all right? And then you're going to come up and you're going to see like a whole bunch of results right in Google. Well, on the top, you're going to see tab. It'll say images. um, And then from there, you'll see on the other tab, it'll say products uh, or shopping. I'm sorry. It'll say shopping. You click on shopping and now it's going to give you all of the products that are coming up for kayak fishing that they have. Okay. As a Google shopper or as a Google result. Okay. Okay. And here's what I did. I clicked on that product that came up or those products and I was able to drill in deeper. And from there, then I would go over and I would start to look at the numbers and all that stuff. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Okay. But what you want to do is click on products tab inside of Google. They have a filter set up there and you can filter it by price. If you want to say like zero to $200, or if you don't want to put any filters, you're just going to have a lot more results, which is fine. You could also do it by brand. Um, So you could filter it if you want to. I didn't filter it. I just said, let me just see everything. All right. So filter by price or brands if you want to, but you don't have to. And what i seen, which kind of came to my mind right away or my eyes right away that I seen was this kayak fishing vest. All right. And it was an adult oversized uh, and it was tan and gray. All right. And it looked like this vest that you would have that had all your stuff in it. So again, you're in a kayak, not a lot of room right? Not a lot of, not a lot of space for storage. So this vest had a lot of different stuff in there. I believe there was some safety stuff in there as well, but there was all this stuff in this vest that you could have as a, uh, as a person that wants to go in a kayak and fish, right? Not even necessarily that's for bass fishing. We could probably even find one that's really geared for bass fishing for the kayak versus it just being, you know, a kayak fishing vest. Okay. But in this case, I came up with that one. So I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't get this idea from Amazon. I got this idea from a Google search. Now what I did is I went over to Amazon. I typed in the same thing, okay, kayak fishing vest, and I seen the exact same one, which is an Amazon's choice, and it was $51.57, and it was selling $136 per month on Amazon alone. Now, I can almost guarantee you that they're probably selling some on their website too because that link on Amazon uh, Google went to their website. It did not go to Amazon. And when it went to their website, it had a shopping cart that you could buy it there versus going to Amazon. Okay. But here's the deal on their website. It was $45 and 91 cents on Amazon. The one that I was looking at, the size that I was looking at was 51 57. I was looking at, I believe it was a large and on the website, I think it was maybe a small or something. So their, their price varies on the size, but on Amazon it was selling for fifty one fifty seven and at 136 per month that it sold. And that was, you know, most recent and then 56 reviews. So only 60 or 56 reviews is all it had. All right. Now the other thing that I was doing, of course, is I was looking at other sellers that are selling as well. Well, I found one that's actually selling more than this one. So they're probably getting ranked for other keywords now because they're focusing a little bit more on their Amazon's presence versus the other one is probably focused more on their web traffic. Okay but it's a multi-purpose vest and it was $39.99 and they're selling 238 per month with only 18 reviews. So guys, I'm telling you, I found this by doing this exercise so I could share it with you before I even knew the results and it just led me down this path, okay? Searched on Google for kayak fishing. I clicked on the tab that said uh, shopping and then from there, I went and I didn't filter, but I could have. Okay? And I looked at all of the products that came up and the vest kind of pulled me and it said, "Hey, you know what? That's something that's, you know, decent size. It's not you know, like it's not that big. Might be oversized, not quite sure. It sells actually for a pretty good price. Might be able to source it for 15 bucks. I don't know. And if you could and you're selling it for 50 bucks, it's not bad." Okay? So, I it got my interest. So, I started doing that research. Then I went to Amazon. Then I started looking at the numbers. But I'm already thinking before I even went into that market, fishing Bass fishing, kayak bass fishing, right? So I already have the market kind of picked. Now I'm just trying to fill the the the, the brand that I'm going to potentially, you know, build. I'm going to try to fill it with products. Now this product might not be the best product to start with. So now what I want to do is I want to kind of go through... And find other related products that are also selling. So now that I've seen that this one brand is selling products, right? Now I can just drill into their their shop and see what they're selling. How many are selling? All of that stuff. So now I've already kind of got it picked. Again, let's say that I am a fisherman. Like let's say that I do some bass fishing. I might do occasionally some kayak stuff. But I have this overall like knowledge about it. Like my first thing would be like, this is awesome. Like I'm going to be able to number one, create content around it. My buddies are going to be able to create content around it. I'm going to build a a YouTube channel and show maybe every weekend when we go out, I'm going to give tips. I'm all this stuff. That's what we're talking about. If I'm able to do that stuff and bring awareness to it, I'm going to be able to bring my own traffic to my own products. I'm going to be able to build my own email list because now I know I could take all these products, this vest I could, and there's some other products I'll share with you here in a second. Um, I could take the vest, I could take any other products I find, bundle them together and do this massive giveaway to these fishing groups that are interested in bass fishing, right? And the only people that are going to really raise their hand that are interested in bass fishing or kayak bass fishing, all right? And then these products totally align with them, all right? Hopefully that light bulb's starting to go off. You're like, yeah, Scott, I'm starting to get this. This is is pretty good. I get it, all right? So what I did is I did a... uh, a deep dive inside of the brand now, right? And I wanted to kind of go in there and see other things that they were selling. And then the cool thing is, is if you're using Jungle Scout, what I do is I'll click on the brand and then I will run Jungle Scout on that brand's page and I'll see all of their products and which ones are performing the best. And then from there, I can kind of, you know, decide if there's any other products that might be easier, that I wasn't thinking of, cause I don't really know the market hundred percent. I mean, I know some of it, but I just wasn't aware of that stuff. I can totally do that. Um, and that's exactly what I did here. Um, there's actually another one by the same brand, a different style vest. All right. That is selling for 4129 and it is selling 893 per month. That one there has 749 reviews. So let me see here, which one would I start with? The one that has 56 reviews, or would I start with the one that has, uh, 749? I would probably start with the one that has 56. Why? Less competition, but I could eventually, you know, release that product. You know, there's other, there's other ones here too, um, that I'm looking at. There's another one here that sells for a hundred dollars. Uh, and I don't, I'm not quite sure why. I haven't looked at it. I'm just looking at the screenshot from Jungle Scout. 251 sales, 173 reviews. There's some other ones here too that are selling. You know, not as many. This one here is selling it for $89. It's selling. It sells 107 a month, 118 reviews. So not crazy, crazy numbers. Okay, not crazy numbers. Now here's the next thing that I did. Scrolled down a little bit, and I seen frequently bought together. Now. The cool thing is if you're not going after competitive markets, you're not going to be confused and you're not going to be fooled. I guess that would be the better word I'm looking for. You're not going to be fooled by the frequently bought together. Here's what I mean. If you are in a competitive market where they're going after a ton of sales and they're going after a ton of reviews, they are probably blasting their products with extreme discounts, you know, like... 90% 90% off or more. And what's happening now is when you see frequently bought together, that's from those groups that they gave it away to. So now what's happening is, is you're seeing the, the vest is also with, I don't know, a garlic press. And you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute here. Is someone using the vest and the garlic press to press some bait or something? I, I don't know. Right. Like it's not accurate. Right. But the cool thing is, is when you go after these lower, you know, c- competition markets, or the sub 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 markets, you're going to start to see that that totally makes sense when you see the frequently bought together, which this, in this case it does. So I'll share with you what I'm seeing here and guys, what I'll do here, I will throw these in the show notes too. So you guys can see my screenshots. I think that'll be helpful for you guys. Uh, all right. So, all right. So frequently bought together, it's the vest and then it's a paddle leash with a two rod leash set, three leashes total. Plus, uh, one, uh, looks like, uh, a hook of some kind. Um, and it says, says built to last. Okay. So a paddle leash with a two rod leash set, three leashes total. Okay. And then we move down the list a little bit. We've got complete folding anchor system. Okay. So the one, the paddle leash only sells for 11 99, but it's, it's like rope. That's it. So you probably can source that for like two, three bucks. Now, would that be a product that I would start with? No. Okay. I would start with something that's at least $20 or more. In this case, the vest is selling for, uh, you know, let's say 50 bucks. I can source it for, let's say 15. It's that's a, that's a go. Okay. We can definitely do that. Okay. The, the actual, uh, the, the leash set, that would be something that would be secondary again, though. What's cool about that low ticket price. You're going to probably get more eyeballs on it, which will then would also lead you to your vest eventually. Okay. Okay, now the next one is, like I said, the complete folding anchor system. Again, this is a small little anchor system you would take on your little kayak that would hold you in position while you're doing your tournament or while you're doing your fishing, right? And that is $21.49, all right? Now, the cool thing here is if I total them all up, they've already done it for me, all I have to do is add all three to the cart and it's all in my cart and it's done. Like, I just sold three items now to the same customer, $87.08, Okay, that's what happens when you have more than one product that could be sold to that same person. Okay, again, hopefully that light bulb's going on for you right now. And all three of these products are totally private label. Uh, yeah, labelable. <laughs> they're they're you can private label them. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so yeah, you could totally do this, and actually there is some that are doing that. All right. So let me just give you some numbers on those other products. The paddle leash. A thousand sales a month with 540 reviews. So probably again, not one you would start with, but would you add that? Yes. Okay. The complete folding anchors, uh, $21 and 44 cents, 646 sales. And that one there, I didn't write that one down, but I think that one had maybe two, 300 reviews. Okay. So again, you know, it's 646 sales. That's, that's a good number, but here's the deal. Some would say, well, Scott, that's 650 units a month. That means that if I'm going to rank, I have to basically compete with that. Not necessarily, because you're also going to be looking at anyone else that's selling those. And I took a quick look, and a lot of them are selling maybe 200 to 400. So because of that, I just have to really compete with those to get a little bit of that of that traction or a little bit of that, uh, of that traffic, all right? So again, that's what I would look at there. So again, I three products just by doing this exercise before I even started this podcast, before I even started this episode, I never knew about those three. And I discovered those literally in less than 10 minutes going through this exercise that I'm sharing with you here today. All right. The other one I found that would be another add-on product later is a fishing lanyard. All right. And this fishing lanyard is, I think there's six of them in a set. They sell for $6.99. So again, really cheap selling 632 with only 51 reviews. And it looks like these are uh, ones that you would put around your neck, but they kind of got that little, that little coil cord on them. And they've got like, uh, you know, a little uh, latch. So it's not just like a lanyard you would get, you know, at, you know, the local store that has like, you know, Under Armour or something on there. It's actually made for fishing. Um, so it's a fishing lanyard. Um, and that's $6 and 99 cents. But again, you see how we're starting to find these other little pockets that yes, we might not sell that out of the gate because the profit margin is going to be lower there, but it will be a great lead magnet in a sense, or a lead to get people in to see our other stuff because we have the fishing vest. That's the one that we want to you know, really bring people to because it's a higher price point, you know, and then the anchor would be next. And then we have, you know, the paddle leash, and then we now have these lanyards. So I've got four of them right there, four of them. All right. And all we did was a little bit of deep diving here and I can keep going on this, but I mean, that's, again, I just spent a little bit of time doing that so I can have some examples for you. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. The action steps here for you. Number one, if you missed the 24 hour challenge, do that first. Okay. Go to the amazing seller.com forward slash 473 and do that. Okay. Then you'll be able to come back here and you'll be able to do a little bit more deep diving. Okay. Once you do do that, Here are these five steps I want you to do, okay? One, take one to two hours and pick a market. Two, drill down and find sub-markets or sub-sub-sub-markets. Three, search Google and select shopping or products, depending on what it says in your browser. Uh, But just look for that, okay? Okay you'll see it like where you see images. So if you search for garlic press, you're going to also see a tab that says images after the results, Um, just type, you know, or just click on the one that says shopping or products, depending, you can go to Yahoo and do the same exact thing. Go to Yahoo, do it, go to Safari, do it. Like use that, okay, use those different browsers. Number four, search Amazon for the products you discovered. So see how we're kind of doing that in reverse. We're using Google to tell us what the market would be buying. Okay. And then from there, we use Amazon to then get more ideas and start to drill into that market because that's where we're going to launch the products. Okay. And then number five, it's really simple, rinse and repeat and keep doing that. Okay. If the, if the one market you picked is not going to pan out for you, or maybe you're like, "Ah, I just don't think that I'm going to be able to build a brand in this, then, then skip it, move on, go to the next. All right. All right. So the main idea here in the plan is really to build a brand that sells products to a subcategory in that market to get started, okay? And then from there, we can expand out if we want to, okay? We can eventually expand out of that, that sub-market and get into the main market, okay? Kind of like the dick Sporting Goods, in a sense, if we want to. You don't have to. You can always stay really, really focused on that, you know, that crowd, okay? Now, people get stuck in this phase, and to me, it's because they just don't know where to start or they don't trust that they're going to be able to do it. Number one, it is a mindset thing. You are going to have to trust yourself at some point, okay? You are going to have to trust yourself. But that's why I want you to just get in the, in the mindset, but then also in the get some momentum. And by getting some momentum, that's the 24-hour challenge. Like, that's why I want you to start there, okay? Because you're going to be able to go through this process. You're going to be able to have some light bulbs go off, and you're going to be like, this makes sense. This is where I'm going to start spending some of my time, all right? Now, recently, we opened up something we call Product Discovery Bootcamp, okay? And it's really where we're doing this exact same process, but we're doing it right along with you, okay? If you are interested in that, like maybe, you know, I'm giving you this free stuff, but if you want more of a deep dive, if you want more hand-holding, if you want to actually go through that process or see us go through that process, then definitely check out productdiscoverybootcamp.com. The details will be there. Uh, we we did open it up to a small group just as a beta group so we can go through and teach the content. That's how we do all of our trainings in the beginning. And then from there, we open it up to the public. So depending on when you're listening to this, it will be open, uh, but go check it out. If it's not open, just get on the wait list and we'll let you know as soon as it does open. But that right there is designed and it was created to take you through this entire process because moving forward, building a business and a brand and only going on Amazon is really, really risky. But if you go out there and you figure out a way to create your own brand, but then also use Amazon so you can launch products, but you can also sell products there for however long you want to, but you also have the advantage and all of the different things that you've done within that brand to drive it forward. All right. But it starts with product research. So again, guys, if you want more information on that productdiscoverybootcamp.com. check it out. Our goal and mission is to find products that lead us to markets. Okay, plain and simple. Okay, that's what it's for. Okay, we want to build a small, but eventually a larger brand, or maybe you just want to stay small. It's fine, Uh, but eventually we want to have a bigger brand, and we want to create assets in our business that we can leverage. I can't stress that enough. When you have the assets in your business, like an email list, like social media, like uh, YouTube channel, like any of that stuff. Any of that stuff will help drive sales. That can help you on Amazon too because it's going to drive sales and we know that Amazon wants sales and they will reward us for that. Plus, another little side tip, and investors will love these assets when you're ready to sell if you ever sell. All right? So just keep that in mind. All right? Get yourself unstuck if you're stuck, whether you are just starting or whether you have a business and a brand already. You need to get unstuck and hopefully this 24 hour challenge will get you unstuck. If you need further assistance, definitely go to productdiscoverybootcamp.com and that will definitely get you unstuck because we're going to actually go through this entire process for four weeks. And at the end of that four weeks, we'll even be talking to suppliers and getting samples at that point. All right. So if you're interested, productdiscoverybootcamp.com. All right. To wrap up, I wanted to give you two quick examples of a couple of brands that did exactly what I'm talking about right here. Uh, now they didn't really set out maybe to create like this major brand. It kind of happened, but if you look back and see all of it, all the different components, it really adds up to what we're talking about here. So the first one is bulletproof coffee. Okay. Some of you may or may not know what that is. Uh, bulletproof coffee is, I mean, just to kind of give you a quick version. It was where a guy created coffee using butter instead of cream and also adding some other things to it, uh, some other oils and stuff, okay? So basically, I think it was even coconut oil Like, uh, and some other people were making their version, but whatever, right? So he put his spin on coffee and having better effects, especially for your brain, okay? And also energy and all of that stuff, okay? And I'm not going to go into all the details because I don't know all the details. Chris Schaefer would, all right? So... What's cool about this is all he did was start, you know, sharing, putting butter in his coffee and oils. Like that's all he was doing. And he was talking about how it helps you focus, gives your body better fats, all that stuff. Did it on YouTube, did it on Facebook, did it on Instagram, and it started to get some momentum. But here's what he did moving forward. He started to bring awareness to this. He started to give people the knowledge about it, right? Because this was his expertise. What was his next thing that he would do? create his own coffee blend, okay, the Bulletproof coffee blend, it's a premier coffee, it costs more than what you would buy in the store, but it's, it's made by Bulletproof, the person that created this whole movement of having this certain type of, of coffee, of, you know, brain uh, focus and all of this stuff, right, so then the next thing he can launch is his own oils for the coffee, done that, then the next thing he creates is, and I don't know, I don't know if these are in order or not, but these are just the things that come to mind for me. He created what he calls fat water, okay, F-A-T water, and it's a high octane water. And it's got very similar to his coffee stuff. It's all about high, you know, high octane, high octane, or you know, like better oils for your brain function, all of that stuff, right? So it, it, it's all the same, but it's different, all right? Then he came out with his own bars. Okay. These little tiny little bars, but they're packed with all of these nutrients and oils and and all of that. Right. And then he's come out with shirts and mugs for people that are like a hundred percent, like bulletproof people, right. Or his people, his tribe. Okay. That's how he did it. And now he's got this major brand that is crushing it right now. Okay. But again, He found a market, coffee. (laughs) He niched it down to where people were like, well, I like coffee, but now we're talking to people that are, they like coffee, but also people that are interested in brain function and focus and clarity and all that stuff. And now he took that coffee market and really just segmented it or just took a little bit of a a slice of it to other people over here that were interested in this. So we kind of merged those two together. Right, it's pretty awesome that he was able to do that. But he did it, and now he's created this brand that's around it. Is it coffee? Yes. Is it different? Yes. Is there a different thought process behind it? Yes. Uh, are you are you drinking coffee in this in this case for different reasons? Yes. You're not just drinking it because you enjoy the flavor, which it is pretty good. But you're also doing it because you know what it does for you. So again, I'm just sharing this with you because it's a perfect example of how someone took a basic thing like coffee and turned it into something, uh, that can be different. All right. So again, just for you to kind of think outside the box a little bit, that doesn't mean you have to go out there and create, you know, something brand new, but if you can put a spin on it or even just by reading people's reviews and create yours different, that's one way that you can differentiate right out of the gate. And you may just start a brand just to get going. And then you may see these other openings or these other pockets that you're going to fill and make your, your brand serve that. That may happen, but you got to get started. You absolutely have to get started. And the last one I'll share with you, and again, it's funny, it's, it's up the same alley, um, Death Wish Coffee. It's the same idea as the Bulletproof, except this one here is the strongest coffee. And, you know, it's known that this here will perk you up, but this doesn't have the oils and all that stuff. And just a quick, uh, quick story, the backstory on this. Uh, the owner, the creator of Deathwish Coffee, you know, started this because he had a coffee shop that everyone would come in and say, Hey, give me your strongest cup of coffee. Like, I want something that's gonna just perk me right up. And he would make this blend. And then he started to, you know, bag it up and sell it online, a couple bags here and there. Long story short, he's making. All different kinds of coffee now. He's making cold brews. He's got all this, all this uh, merchandise that he sells that support Deathwish coffee because you're part of the Death Wish Coffee, you know, clan, whatever, right? Like it's it's now it's a movement in a sense. It's a tribe that he's created all around coffee. Okay. So just because something is created does not mean you can't create a better version or a unique version or a stronger brand. All right. So just keep that in mind. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. I went way longer than I thought I was going to. In my head, I'm like, oh, 25 minutes tops. Had a lot to cover, I guess. And when I get talking, you guys know I get excited and uh, you know I just want to make sure that I cover everything. So guys, uh, that is going to wrap it up. I will remind you on a couple of things. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 477. I'll also link up the 24-hour challenge there, which is episode 473. And then also, if you are interested in joining us, go through this process together, then head over to productdiscoverybootcamp.com. It's our brand new training, which is Going through this exact process that I'm talking about, but really going through it and deep diving and also discovering how to find the markets and where they hang out and then being able to dive deeper into those as well. So when we get out there to start promoting our items, it's going to be that much easier. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up officially here. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take